The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. It be me. Hi, guys. Adam Levine. Hummus Hour. Jordana Abraham on the pod. Let's get into it. I'll start by saying this. Uh, Everyone's surprised about Adam Levine cheating on the hottie. Prinsloo. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her, her last name. Adam Levine. And I talked about this on my Instagram story, but I want to reiterate it here on the pod. Adam Levine. Uh, if I saw Adam Levine and I didn't know that he was a member of Maroon 5, I would think this is a male nurse. This is a barista. This is, he's the guy that comes into the hospital room before you get a colonoscopy in blue scrubs with a white long sleeve shirt underneath. And he says, hey, are you interested in doing a clinical trial? Oh, can I watch? Uh, can I sit and watch in the exam room? I'm, I'm just a student. I'm observing. And you say, oh, you're not a doctor. You're not a nurse. What are you? And he just says, oh, I'm just working at the hospital and I'm kind of allowed to audit. Does this make is it? Does this make sense? Or am I the only one who gets a colonoscopy every year because I have Crohn's disease? What I'm saying is he's no rock star. This is a rock star whose name is Adam. Okay. This is a rock star with the name Adam. Adam's a fine name, by the way. Shout out to my dear friend, Adam. But it's not the name of a, of a rock star. Okay. If you, and I, I posted a photo on my Instagram of what Adam Levine looked like growing up, if you look like Adam Levine growing up, you're a white Jewish dweeb, and by the grace of God, you become one of the biggest rock stars in the world. That's what Maroon 5 is, despite the fact that their music is uh, it kind of, it, it is, it's an earworm, but it's mediocre at best. If you become a rock star and you look like Adam Levine, you're not going to be monogamous, okay? You're going to marry a Victoria's Secrets model, and you're going to cheat on her every chance you get. The DMs you've seen on Instagram that people have exposed Adam Levine, of course, that's the tip of the iceberg. Those DMs are nothing compared to what this man has done. Now he's doing the whole celebrity circus where he makes the public apology and he says, I can't believe I did this. He knows very well that he did this. And he has no intention 
of stopping this behavior. I guarantee this will not be the last time he cheats on his wife. You don't become a rock star to stay faithful to the same woman. Wake up. Your heads are in your asses. The only person that kind of looks like they could be a rock star and is sticking to the same pussy is Abby Wambach, Glennon's Abby. For whatever reason, this strikes me as one of the most famous women uh, in the world that could probably slay a lot of lesbian pussy. I see her as being very asexual and very devoted to Glennon. I don't know. I'm not slamming her. And I, I know she's not asexual, so no shame to my aces out there. I just don't think she has much of an appetite for new pussy. I'm getting emails. To the Allie Colbert Show at gmail.com. The Allie Colbert Show at gmail.com. All this to say, Adam Levine is a Q-tip that has had his t- entire body inked in tattoos. Of course he's fucking his fans. Of course he's fucking his fans. And you know, this, this conversation around monogamy, around marriage, it kind of is a perfect segue into my interview today with Jordana Abraham because, and this is something Julian and I talk about all the time, What is the expectation? I think relationship is hard either way. I think if you're monogamous for life, it's very difficult. Even when you're in love with the person, I think it's a huge commitment. Esther Perel talks about this all the time and mating in captivity and everything else. But I also think that if you are committed to someone and you're in an open relationship, I think that's equally difficult. So I think relationships are hard. And Adam Levine, uh, I don't know what to say about him other than I'm not surprised. Needless to say, before we get into the interview, Hummus Hour this week, uh, Hummus Hour is about is about being the boy one. It's about being the girl one. It's about when we need to stop playing the games. So as I've said many times on the pod, I'm the boy one. I am the boy one. Julian is the girl one. Okay. So not only are the boy ones tops, the boy ones have a lot of responsibilities. However, when the sun goes down and the dog needs to go out in the middle of the night, And we're staying on Central Park West, as I said to Julian at 2 a.m. The charade is up. I cannot protect myself outside alone. When the sun goes down, we're all girl ones, okay? If it's dark out and I have to walk in a park alone, I ain't the boy one anymore, Julesy. I can't protect myself, okay? It's a dangerous street and I'm no longer a top. I need a pepper spray. And I need my girly to protect me. We're stronger together. It's like the middle of the night. She's like, walk the dog. I'm like, um, I'm going to need you to get your ass out of the bed. I know I play husband during the day. At night, I'm a little girl. Okay. I'm five foot two. I'm tiny. Come with me outside. I'm scared. Today. Today on the pod, Jordana Abraham. As I said, Jordana Abraham. Now Jordana Abraham. Marinelli. Recently married, one year married. She hosts You Up podcast. She hosts Oversharing with her sister, another podcast. She is one of the co-founders of Betches, was one of the first brands that I like, that there was a website that I kind of was obsessed with when I was younger. I loved having her on. We talk all about marriage. We talk about weddings, relationship, heavy dating episode. And it's very fun. I loved it. I left it. Keep calling the show... 833-722-5546. The Allie Colbert Show at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Like, are people intimidated by you because the brand 
like I would be scared to meet the co-founder, the founders of Betches. Like I started listening to Bet. I remember when Were Betches you was to a- me? No, I mean, well, here's the thing. I remember when Betches was a blog in yeah. like, I mean, I think you guys still have like a site that people go on, but I'm talking yeah. about like it was just, it just started. like a website. 2011. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I was in high school. You guys were not revealing who you were, right? Right, yeah. And I was like, these girls have to be the three biggest cunts. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's like, a, this a big is... part of why we didn't reveal any, anything, yeah. You think? You um, thought people would think you're mean? Well, we no, it wasn't really about people. I think, I think we, we weren't sure what would happen with the blog. We started it when we were in college and we were kind of like, we don't know if this is going to go anywhere. I want to get a job. So I don't want someone Googling my name and having it, you know, and rightfully thinking I'm an asshole and not, if, especially if you didn't, I mean, it's it's satire or definitely it was at the time. Yeah. But it definitely could be interpreted not so. Well, <laughs> it was like meaner. The OG Betches. Oh, 100%. The OG Betches We were meaner. Was, we're, I mean, we were like... But, but it's like yeah. as like young people are, right? Right. As someone who's 21 and thinks they know everything. Right. And think, thinks they've got like the whole world figured out and is like in college, in a sorority, just like an asshole. Just like your standard right. fresh out of college asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like amazing how the brand has evolved and is mm-hmm. now... I mean, there's not one girl living in New York City, L.A. that doesn't know what Betches is. I mean, that's that's great. If that's true, that's that's great. I feel like that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Be- I hope that's true. That's what we're, that's our goal. I mean, yeah. in the reels, the five million podcasts. I mean, yeah, we have a lot. You have a I'm lot like, of podcasts. No, <laughs> how how many do you have? I think we have um, twelve. I believe twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, twelve sounds right. I mean, it's like. Yeah. You think it was a lot of it was like the perfect time and the perfect. I think it's idea a mix of and... things. I think it's partially being in college, nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, not thinking it was going to. So you did, we didn't start it as a business. So I think that always makes it more like free or open. I think the time, like you said, luck. Yeah. The t- where was the time we were at? We were in 2011. And you're doing this to have fun. Yeah. We're in fun. We're seniors in college. We're like, I. I had graduated a little early, so I wasn't even doing anything. This was actually just like a joke. And at the time, there was like sushi with my girls. Do you remember that? Oh my blog? god! Yeah, that came kind of before us. And we were like, we could do this. And then there was there was Tucker Max, who was like the epitome Tucker of the Max. male like douchebag. Was he the dr- the guy who's drinking beers in hell? That's him. Yeah, right. That was what. And what they was had the that? game. It was like a lot of. He's uh, like, here's a story of when I fucked a midget. Like yeah. he would like literally put things like that, right? Exactly. But he was like meaner. He was, it was kind of being like a little bit mean to women. It was yeah. definitely, but that was kind of like the vibe at the time. Yeah. They called it frat tire. Frat tire. Yes. Okay. Like that and the game and this sort of like, and I don't know if that was so popular if we were in college. So that was so popular to us. Yeah. But you would hear all about these exaggerations of this like male bro kind of douchebag character. Yeah. And we were like, there's a female version of that. Right. We like know her. We like in some ways are her, but also like self-aware enough to realize that like you shouldn't be her. Yeah. And then it came out of like a, let's parody her. Let's like, let's turn her into a caricature and write about these things. And I think that we just thought it would be like for our friends or the people around us or the people from Long Island. But then it, it had a wider reach than I think we predicted. And a lot of people related to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really wild to think about how it started and how big it's grown. I, I think you guys had like a resident like guy that would like 
character? Yeah, we had the, the head pro. He would write like, he would answer a lot of, we did like Dear Batch column and he would write. Um, like, here's the guy's take on this. Yeah, the guy's take on it, which was, again, like a little the game Tucker Max type type vibes. But right. I think we've evolved a lot totally. since then. Yeah, And it's fun to see like, you know, are you all married now? We are. You're yes. all married now. I think some of you have babies. Aileen, yeah, Aileen, my co-founder, has a baby. So um, it's like fun yeah. that the brand is also now like, now you ho- co-host one of the bridal podcasts, right? I used to when I was getting married. Not, but you're done getting married. You're yes, married now. Yes, I'm, I'm married now. So, um, so I don't need to spend another minute talking about brides. <laughs> yes, but um, you're getting married. I'm right? getting married. Yes. I'm getting married. I figured I would plan it with you on the show right now. Okay, I mean, great. So I'm not that good at wedding planning. Just wow. Okay. So you know. Um, but what, what were the things <laughs> you were talking about on the pod? Myself as a as a bride on the bridal. Yeah. Was yeah. that like a wedding planning podcast or what was that? So it's a mix of things. My real passion in that podcast was talking about all the stuff that comes up around weddings that has nothing to do with planning. Like I have no taste. I'm. I was not good at. I had a wedding planner. I like couldn't tell you one thing from the other i have no eye for any of that okay and so the vendor stuff that wasn't really my game i don't really care that much about that yeah but what really interested me was all the the interpersonal stuff that comes up so it's like one other time in your life are you like let me publicly choose my five best friends and give them a badge (laughs) and tell them you know like just just state to the world that they're my best friends and then I'll pick one of them to single out. <laughs> that sort of stuff makes me nauseous. Yeah. That's like, Are you doing bridesmaids? No, I mean, no, I can't. I can't imagine doing that. First of all, I, I can't imagine a lesbian wedding being so conventional. It right. just doesn't make sense. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. I do a joke on stage where I'm like, you know, traditionally a marriage is like, a husband acquires his wife as property and our wedding is really just our dad's like exchanging property. It's so funny. Which like it's very true. It's it, all that stuff is like it's just like steeped in that. Yeah, I mean the bridal shower. We're gonna have yeah. two bridal showers and like I just I really wanna have like a wedding that's cool and not like this is such I mean, I know like all my listeners will relate to this and I don't know how much many of these questions you've dealt with because I don't know how many gay weddings you're talking about. But the idea that my fiance is going to come to my wedding in a dress and I'm going to show up in some suit thing is the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like that is so gay. I don't want to have a gay wedding. What kind of wedding do you want to have? I mean, I just, but like all of it, all of the ideas sound so gross to me. We're going to be in two dresses. We both walk down an aisle. Like this is not for us. Right. These traditions are not for us. How can we reinvent this? That like we have some sort of party with vows that's fun and different and like taking the straight taking the hetero shit out of the marriage is really fucking hard yeah and i don't think people realize they can just do whatever they want to do it seems like you're like well who's gonna do this thing and who's gonna you know i don't know if i want it like i don't also bridal showers are like the worst thing yeah did you have one no i didn't have one I'm so uh, most, surprised you're saying, I don't have an eye for this. I'm not into the bridal shower. It's almost yeah. like that's not what I would expect from your from, you as your brand. From me personally. from I wouldn't expect okay. it because I feel like I understand the Betch's brand. And then yeah. I would think you must be much more aligned with it. But I'm almost relieved that you're like, no, I'm pretty chill. No, I have like my I mean, part of it is almost like I think that's the reason that we could create it. Part of it. And like speaking for myself, like I came from like kind of like a weird chaotic non-traditional background i have like eight siblings very weird big big blended family like very chaotic 
situation. So a lot of it was like me going to college and being like, oh, this is how people, this is how like normal people do things. So like what it's like to be like a normal, cool person. Wow. Okay. And then sort of parodying that because like you're like coming from outside of it. It almost seems like more absurd. Right. Than than anything like right. the sorority is like absurd. Like going on spring break is absurd when you're in college. Like someone's paying two thousand dollars for you to just go black out on a beach. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean the bigs and the littles. I All mean, of it. Think, Rush like makes you nauseous. It's right? disgusting. <laughs> I don't like the big little thing. I hate when girls like want to introduce you to their like fake relatives. Yeah. I find the whole thing to be it's disgusting. Yeah. They're, but meanwhile, they're like all sleeping with the same guy. Yeah, that's basically what really? it is. You're going to sleep with the same person as your as your grandmother? As, as your grand big, your big, your big big? Really? The whole thing is Pretty absurd. sure that's your big big's husband. I 100%. Mean, that's incest. I remember ladies. they had us do this thing where you had to like give your big a paddle or a, like your big had to give you a paddle and you had to give them a pillow. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing any of this shit. I'm not doing that shit. And I remember I picked a, we had the big little week and I picked up. I like forgot about it. And then they were like, no, it's big little. It's like the pillow paddle right, time. You can't you've, got, about that. you've got to do the thing. So right. I was like, I went to the sorority house. I took one of the couch cushions off one of the couches. That's hilarious. And that I just like wrote her name on the pillow. And I was like Did presenting people love her. that? Some people love it. It's funny because like with all that stuff, some people love it. And some people are like, that's yeah. disrespectful. Right. Like, or, do you know what I mean? Like, but like disrespectful or what? In? Like this archaic, weird tradition that again is like creepy why are we making paddles for people and all the bridal stuff is a lot like that and i did some of it because i do kind of desperately want to be normal in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways Mm -hmm. and so this is like my some somehow validating me on some weird level yeah but also knowing that most of it's really really stupid yeah i mean the, the other thing is that it's a little bit strange and this goes for the sorority stuff and it goes to the wedding stuff and everything that's like basic, which mm-hmm. by the way, I'm basic. Like there's parts of me that are definitely basic. I don't love when people knock being basic because it's basic for a reason. Like, right. I like an iced latte. Yeah, it's good. That's why people like basic shit is because it's more u- it's universally appealing. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking good. So stop fucking sticking your nose up at basic. Oh, I'm so you're not that fucking cool. Right. You're liking shit that's not that great. If it was great, it would be basic. Yeah. I mean, but the idea that everyone repeats the same thing for the wedding, it's like that's a little weird to me when it's so cookie cutter. Like if I see another wedding, I mean, the engagement photos is a perfect example. That everyone yeah. does the same engagement photos in a, in the same field and the same stopping New York City traffic, just t- holding holding the partner's hand in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's so unnecessary. Don't you feel a little? I'm not talking about you personally. I don't know if you yeah. did those engagement photos. I I didn't I didn't do engagement photos, but I did. Like I think when he proposed, he got a photographer. So I yeah. I call it the same, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I just like you know, I see that all the all the weddings have a ski shot. Shot ski okay. or whatever oh, it's called. What is it called? Shotski. A shotski. Like I didn't go to a state school. Live. But yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone does that. Like just certain things where I'm like, this is where we're drawing. We're like smudging the line between blurring the line between smudging. I'm Jewish between yeah. tradition and just like all just being copy paste, copy paste of each other. Yeah, I mean a lot. That's it's it's very much like this weird rite of passage for mm-hmm. this traditional lifestyle that it's sort of like the hallmark of that right but also it's kind of like why do anything on the other on the other end it's like why even get married like that's <laughs> also the other thing it's like that's sort of unnecessary too right yeah i mean no i kind of agree like i'm sitting down with julian the other day and she's like you know i was laughing with my friend i'm like really what's the point of 
a wedding, is it just of, of marriage more so? Yeah. Is it just not the wedding? I understand you're having a celebration. Your family and friends are there. You're committing to someone. I think it's beautiful. That part I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the like, I don't know, like, are we just making it harder to break up with someone? Is that what is it? Is it feeling yeah. secure? Like you just want to lock them in mm-hmm. or or is it really about? Well, no, I want, you know, people who say, well, the tax breaks and and hospital rights. Is that really why people are doing it? I don't think so. I think they want to feel secure. Yeah. You want to feel you want it to be harder to get out of for security. And I think it's a lot for like kids. Yeah. I think like that's why the government wants you to get married. It's like a more stable family who's like less doing less crazy stuff. The kids are raised by, I guess, two parents who it's harder to leave leave each other and that part i kind of get it's like we're not just like dating yeah with this bigger commitment together but you don't really need the marriage it's more of just like a symbol that you're in it yeah for the long haul yeah hypothetically what were what are some of the main things that you saw or listened to like on the podcast coming up mm-hmm. around marriage meaning yeah. like we're engaged or we just got married and now this is going on in our relationship that wasn't before Right. I think you get a lot of a, a big sense of mother-in-laws or oh, like God. someone else's family. Yeah. And I mean, a, I think planning a wedding is the biggest test for, for, I mean, I, I can't really give any marital advice. I've been married for like less than a year, yeah. but it's, it's a huge test in terms of like, okay, we're about to be, we're spending all this money together. Yeah. I'm now have your, the opinions of your family. So I'm getting to know your family yeah. in, a, in a bigger way. And we're learning what it's like to like compromise on a lot of these decisions. How much do I hate your mom? Right. How much do I like not care about this stuff? Yeah. And I think it's just a very big test. And then you have like the, you have so many emails. So it's like, I made her a bridesmaid. Now she's not even doing anything. And now I want to like tell her she's not a oh, bridesmaid. I love that. I'm I like, love that. The uh, firing yeah, from the, the position. But it's also kind of like, this isn't real. Like, what are you, like you're not paying this person. Right. She's not an employee. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Call yeah. her bridesmaid. Don't call her. Bride. She's I mean, like, I wouldn't. It's yeah, like her name is Becca and she lives in Midtown. Exactly. It's enough. She's not going to lose her health insurance yeah. because you fired, this seriously. <laughs> you fired her from being a bridesmaid. Yeah. So you get people who are like and I get it, especially like if you're living a certain kind of life, this is the biggest moment of m- many, many people's lives. This upsets me, too. But it's it's probably not for you, right? And, and neither, neither yeah. for you. Yeah. But it there it's like the the idea of the bachelorette party as like this is the last hurrah. Right. I mean that's crazy. Like, that's what obviously are we doing? Not why do we thing. then I don't want to ha- I don't want to have that then because I want to keep hanging out. I do like the American tradition of the night before the wedding or during the bachelor party the man cheats. I you think like that. that. That's I your think favorite. that's a really endearing tradition that <laughs> we have as a culture. System. I mean, that's kind of like an accepted thing that we talk about. Where like you know the men go out. Are they cheating? I need to like. Talk. I think they they are cheating. I mean, are I think they? a lot of them are cheating. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm paranoid. I, <laughs> I mean, I think they do. Yeah. I Is think, the idea that like it's okay? Yeah, I think so. I think men like. I mean, if the if the groom himself doesn't cheat, I think definitely. I think a lot of his groomsmen oh, yeah. hook up for sure but i think i think i hear a lot about groomsmen cheating on their you do hear that they're like whatever it's the bachelor i didn't party. realize it was like so socially acceptable i um, don't know if it's socially acceptable but i think this is another thing i mean i can't like look away from this but i just feel like god i'm really just like ripping apart marriage i'm like i'm engaged no. we're having on a co-host i'm not helping i guess right? no i'm like a lot of married couples First, they, it doesn't last, and also people cheat. So 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, yeah, my mom's been married like five times. She so has been? She has been. Wow. Yeah. What, what's going on? She's crazy. I mean, she's crazy? Yeah, she's crazy. Is there crazy. A, has any of those been cheating? I don't... Unclear. Unclear. It's different people would say different things. Right. But it's, I mean, it's weird to look at, to look at marriage from that stand, like come from that background of marriage and then be like, right. okay, what do I want it to look like? Cause I don't want anything of like how it was, how it looked like when I was growing up. Yeah. I want it to look like something totally different. And that's the beauty of living like in 2022 is you can do whatever you want. And it's funny that I wanted to be like more traditional than my, my family as opposed to right. the other way around. Yeah. But I don't know. I do think it's nice that you can do whatever you want. And I think the beauty of marriage is just sort of like being able to go through your whole life and all of the ups and downs with someone else who gets it, who's there. It's like having a friend from elementary school yeah, where you're like, no one's ever going to have been with me through like this entire thing and knows, knows me at every stage of my life. And I feel yeah. like that's when you're getting married, you're sort of agreeing that the you guys are just going to go through the rest of your phases of life together until yeah. you get over it. And well, that's get a really nice way of looking at it. That's to me like the only real point. Like right? we get to be partners in this. Yeah. It, but to the extent that like, I'm going to let you in the next, depending on when you get married, the next 50 years be the fullest, fullest version of yourself. I'm not going to in this part. I'm not also in this partnership committing to limit you being like your, you know, you know what I mean? Being like, I'm going to let you do you. I mean, not do you, but just like going through life with someone. You see a lot of people feel, I don't know why I'm being so negative on marriage, but a lot of people feel, I think, like confined by their partnerships. Oh, totally. You I know? think that's, and that's the part where I think you probably want to leave, but you're married. So it's like, this is too much work. So then you stay in it. But yeah. then I think most people, if they stick it out, if they get through that period, and yeah. I feel like I would imagine marriage is like a lot of highs and lows like some or some like sometimes you have a bad day a week or like that's sound like fucking friends the year, like you actually have Month like terrible yeah. <laughs> like you have terrible years with them yeah. but then if you can like make it through those then you have the good, good ones you're gonna have terrible years yeah if you make it through you will have a friend for life yeah i think that's the that's the idea or someone who's like also sharing your responsibility like almost like you guys have the same you're a team of like people who like win together and lose together. Totally. But I have sisters. Okay. I'm making a joke about how I'm, it was a, didn't land with you. Oh. Maybe someone listening will laugh. I'm oh, about, like to go through life with yeah, your sisters instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get it. Not good though. But I, <laughs> it's funny to me that you're like, you know, in planning a wedding, you find out how much you hate your mother-in-law. Yeah. Fortunately, I really adore my mother-in-law. Oh, I think great. she's. Does really, she have a lot of opinions? I think she's really great. What'd you say? Does she have a lot of opinions? She has. So here's the issue. She is I can't talk to her about politics because she's like she's like QAnon type person. Okay. So, <laughs> but when I draw that line, we get along really well. Right. However, for the first time she stayed with us in Los Angeles, she stayed with us for a week. It's a very long time. I was like, I told her for like four or five nights, she's flying from the East Coast to Los Angeles. Okay. I get she's not going to get a hotel. She's she ignored my set me saying five nights she stayed for like seven nights it's funny that she was you were like five nights she's like we'll see yeah okay. and then at the end of the trip she goes you know my julian was saying oh i'm sad you're leaving to her mom and i was like i'm sad you're leaving too she was like you're sad i'm leaving i was like i'm i'm sad but i'm ready i'm ready right. for you to go but i'm sad 
But I That's I, a long time. That's a to be long with anyone's time. parents. And your own either. The the yeah. good thing about what I would imagine when you're married to a guy is that he's his mother has less when you're dating a woman, they're if they're close to their mom, the mom is ever present. Mm-hmm. Usually the wife has the power to sort of engulf the husband into her family. Right. And can kind of slowly month by month pull him away from his yes, mother until they've lost all contact the dream exactly exactly <laughs> when you're lesbians you can't do this or if you're dating a woman you okay. you have to put up with her mother it's like they're still kind of have this umbilical connection right so i kind of have to deal with the mother in a different way as opposed to if it was if i was dating a guy if i was straight at least i could slowly cut him off from his family that's true unless sometimes you find this thing with moms and my mother-in-law is like cool we we're, we get along we're good yeah it sounds like you love her what? It sounds like you're obsessed. No, she is great. She's really nice. She's very non like invasive great. at all. She's I love that. She's just like ha- do whatever you want. Yeah. And she doesn't visit us, visit us for a week. So Perfect. That's nice. Does she live close enough that you see her regularly? Yeah, she lives like on Long Island. Like Okay. So you probably see her like once a month at least. No, not really. Wow. I see her probably like twice a quarter. Okay. We're talking that sounds quarters. great. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and she's like nice. Like I have no issue with her. What was my point? In that? Um, um, you can slowly cut them off from their family. You have a good relationship with oh, her. Sometimes you get these moms who have sons, only yeah. sons. Yeah. And they're the only woman in the family. Yeah. So they're like, I'm the head bitch and in charge. And they <laughs> usually the see bitch. that. Right. You usually see that with like the people who write in to Bride's podcast. Or now I have a podcast with my sister that's just about like all interpersonal relationships called oversharing. With your sister? With my sister. She's a therapist. So oh it's my a good God, that's balance. amazing. Yeah. She's great. I started this with my sister. Really? But then I fired her. Okay. <laughs> because she, she was not available. She's now in a business school. I'm like, you're right. not you're not available. But was that what awkward? No. I but it was awkward that my youngest sister wasn't chosen. I chose the middle sister. Okay. Because I'm like, listen, we got better podcast banter. Sorry yeah. about that. That's weird. Was she upset? Yeah, she was devastated. We had to okay. work through it. We we fight, but we make up within the span of thirty minutes. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I have five sisters. So you chose one of the five. What well, Here's by the way, I got away with it. One of the only one, the one I chose is a therapist. Right. And the podcast is about like delving through interpersonal Totally. None issues. of you are uh, qualified. Yeah. I'm not qualified either, but yeah. I own the company. So yeah. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So you do this podcast with your sister. And yeah, all the emails you get are like a lot or not all the emails. A lot of the emails you get are like people's issues with their mother-in-laws. And I find more often than not, it's the mother-in-laws with all sons and they're like, I've been running the family, especially right. in the traditional sense. Like the wife is like the CEO of the family. Sure. And if there's no other women, she's kind of like, I'm the, I'm like the queen. And right. like everyone kind of just does whatever I say. Yes. And then the, the, one of the sons gets a girlfriend or a wife and suddenly like power she's struggle. not in charge. And it's really just like a huge power struggle. Yeah. But how do you think that I would say most often that will resolve itself as, you know, the wife will win. The wife yeah. wins. Ultimate, Once she has the kids, especially. you're not fucking your son. Yeah. So the wife's giving him pussy. That's it. Men, men follow the pussy. He came out of your pussy. Now he goes into hers. It's That's the circle of yeah. life. Some people have a harder time letting go of that. But I think that, yeah, eventually, especially if she has a kid. Yeah. It's over. You're oh done. Oh, my God. It's over. No, it's done. Yeah. I, I find something to be so, like, skin crawly about men who, like, really have trouble saying no to their mom. I agree. There's nothing worse than someone who's super close with their mom. It's why is it so disgusting? It's like it's because it's we have these like ideas of men. And I realize this is so sexist, but like I want the man 
this is me I fucking as a lesbian. I want my men to be, I want them to be like so strong and powerful and independent. And then the idea that they become these like domesticated little bitches to their, yeah. to their mothers. Like you're it's it's a little like, emasculating. Yeah, yeah. it's emasculating. Yeah. It's like, no, put your mother in her place, smack right. her across the face and be my <laughs> husband. You want her. Well, I think you want the, your, your husband or your boyfriend or anyone you're with to be like, I respect my mom because you. the other direction is worse. If they're like, if they hate their mom, then they have like all these issues, like problems with women, right. hate people. Like that's arguably worse. Yeah. But you want like- but You they, want a dead mom. Well, I went on a date with a guy once. Yeah, yeah, that's the ideal. Yeah. I went on a date with a guy once and he said, my mom is a saint. And I was like, that's it. My mom is a saint? He called her a saint. What does that mean? What is he trying to say? It means the date's over. Yeah, it means the date's, <laughs> it means check. Yeah. Like you- you're worshiping her. She's what she's done. No wrong. Is that that's it's it's just a creepy a, way to talk about your mom too. It is an it is an yeah. odd way to describe your mother. Yeah, I mean, right. Are you close I, to your mom? I think I'm close to my mom. Okay, but I I feel like I'm I'm a healthy I have a healthy distance yeah. with my mom. You want to see the, her as a real person? Yeah, like oh, I see her as a real yeah. person, flaws yeah. and all. Yeah, but I I don't. What I mean, distance from my mom, not in the sense that we're far from each other, just like we're not smothering each other. Right. I feel close to her. And I also feel like we can set boundaries. That's good. But not without effort. I mean, I like for, I feel like I did what most boys do. I like went from my mom to my first girlfriend. Right. I mean, and she was cool with that. Gave you this. No one was cool with that. I don't think, (laughs) I think, I think my mom actually did have a bit of a power struggle with my first girlfriend. Probably. Really? It's kind of interesting now that I'm realizing that I've never said that out loud. I'm just, I'm like, now I'm, now I'm your therapist. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus, like, I should be on the couch. But like, yeah, I guess that's true. I think, I think most parents don't want their kids to leave the nest. I wrote down some stuff to talk to you about. Let me just look through for a second. Cool. Oh, Jared. So Jared Freed, who coached your podcast and who I do stand up with a lot, was talking about the ick list on stage the other night. Okay. I think he was coming up with his own ick list. But like things that give you the ick, things that give you the ick, which I'm so happy that we have that phrase because I always felt that when I was dating the rebrand of like turn off, right? Turn off. Yeah. Isn't that what they, that's what they called it 10 years ago when I was. Turn off. Yes. But it's like it's like a wave of nausea okay. that like something could inspire. Right. My sister had said such a funny one the other day that I just wanted to say on the pod because I was laughing about it. And she was talking about how she went on a date with a guy and she was going through his like Instagram photos. Okay. And one of his photos was a photo from swimming with the dolphins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, on like a vacation. Yeah, that's a little cheesy. Yeah. And I thought that was so funny and so totally. Which turned off. It's, yes, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree that there's something really gross about that. And then I started thinking about like, you, you guys had a recent episode on how much you should vet someone before you date them. Yeah. And I'm curious, I didn't get to listen to all of it, what you think about stalking someone on Instagram before the date, because you obviously want to do it, but I've stalked girls on Instagram and seeing how they use social media. And you're turned off, yeah. I'm disgusted. And yeah. trust me, women, you're so lucky most men aren't like savvy at Instagram. It's so much better that way. It's so much hotter. Girls- Nothing, and, yeah, that's the hottest you can have. Nothing. nothing. Girls and how you girls use Instagram is so disgusting. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. It's funny. I remember when, like, before there was Facebook. Yeah. And then there became Facebook. And you were like, oh, wow, this person, like, even, like, 
a sibling or a friend, you're like, you're weird online. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have known this about you if this not if and the social weird, media never existed. Like anyone with a quote in their Instagram bio. Yeah. Yes. Quote done. Yeah. And NYC to Arrow yes. LA to MTL. All of that. What is that? That's terrible. Flags. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take done. Yeah, what is that? That's I mean that stuff I've I remember seeing on like guys' profiles where I'm like, eh, I wish I didn't see this. this I've seen is, like yeah. like quotes from like a kid cuddy song. Okay. Just real bad. Who is this for? Right. Yeah, I, I don't it's I guess they're like posturing to look cool. Right. It has the opposite effect. It has the opposite yeah. effect. And I think really though, men aren't interested in tailoring their social media. So it's really for women. Women, you're oversharing. Yeah. You're always oversharing. Less is more. Don't post a whole fucking- Leave a little mystery. Leave some mystery. Seriously, guys. Tagging everywhere you go, tagging everyone you're with. Po- like, it is so gross. Yeah. It also is like not real. And none of that is like, th- is like what's really going on. So right. it's creating like a fake image of it. The thing about, the weird thing about social media is it's not necessarily, it's like reflecting who you are. It's reflecting who you like- want to be yeah. which is almost worse it's embarrassing right it's like you want to be this you like want to you're you're not even necessarily this person but that's what you want to be which is worse than you actually being them right yeah. it's like this is what you're dreaming of right you're presenting. trying to pretend you are this person yeah the other thing that i i think i've been pretty grossed out by is really long instagram posts okay. caption wise where they're like yeah. this year was tough for me Get, I, right. I finally left did that job and I got my dream job. While I'm excited about moving to WeWork, Spain, I really <laughs> didn't think it was possible. Caliente to the next. I'm like, this- Who is this for? Is right. a college essay. It's funny. Social media pages make you feel like you were, they're your own magazine and it's like you are on the cover. Yeah. Like, like right. I'm on the cover. Everyone wants to know right. what the update is. And let me give you like my thoughts about what the update is. Like no one cares. They've almost become, it's almost become the holiday cards I received, my family received when I was a child where they would write like everything that happened to every member of the family. Right. We don't get that anymore. Millennials don't send each other mail, but we have you they fucking upload. schmucks yeah. posting on Instagram the high of my year, the low of my year, the top 10 New Year's moments. Stop it. A note to your significant, like a, a love note to your significant other. Get, you two live together. Yeah. Give me a break. Text you haven't them. had sex in a year. Text also, like, if it's true, text them. Yeah, text them. Then you'll them. know it's real. Yeah, it's fake. Who is this for? Because it's not for them. It's public. So it's, it's not for show. them. If it was for them, you would you would text them. Do you, do you think that maybe a part of them wants to just like scream it from the rooftops? No, I don't think so. Eh, maybe like once, like Post your wedding, please. Yeah, post your wedding. Post your wedding. Post, Say something nice. Post a then. few photos of your wedding. But it's like the anniversary posts are like the um the anniversary posts are not necessary. Awful. I don't think. Or your even, anniversary when you're dating. Yeah. Who gives a fuck. Call me you when sound, you make it official. You sound like my husband when he was like he refused when we were dating to like I'd be like it's been a like a year. He's like he's like I'm not that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We're not doing this. Three years of us dating. Yeah. Please call me when one of you has a has a child. Yeah, then you'll know you're in it. Yeah. Once they've seen your vagina this. giving birth. Yeah, I don't buy this. The other thing I wanted to mention with you, because I think it's genius, is when you guys talked about the reveal versus... The de- like the define the relationship The define talk. the relationship Yes. Because I think this is like, this is what everyone is always asking about. Mm-hmm. When, they're, when, when people write into me about dating, it's, well, I don't know what we are. 
Right. What the, What are we? I love your Q and A's though. Yeah, they're great. Oh, thank yeah, you so much. Funny. I loved. They uh, really get to the point. Oh, thank you so much. I I loved when you were reading ranking the Christmas trees. Thank you. That oh. was sort of my betches. That brought me back to the early days of betches, where I'm like, I'm coming. I because. The Christmas tree thing. Sorry to talk about that. No, that's not really the question. The Christmas tree thing was because like, because I'm a Jew. Sorry, guys. I'm a Jew too. Yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah, I'm a Jew, and yeah. I married an Italian guy, I, and so your we parents like, must be upset. We, they are, but <laughs> they're over it. Yeah, he like loves he loves Chris. He doesn't like sell. He's not like religious at all. He yeah. has no doesn't go to church. Doesn't even believe in any of that stuff. But he. I guess it's a Christian thing overall. Fucking loves Christmas. He's yeah. obsessed with it. Duh. I love it too. Yeah. So we got, I like it too. I like it now too. I, I liked it fun. almost. I liked it before I started dating, more before I started dating someone who celebrated it. Oh God. Because you, you got a- all the frills of like, oh, it's so beautiful here. Look Without at the, the lights. No cleanup. Yeah. And now you're doing, the, you're doing the, the putting up the tree. You're going to see the houses. But because I didn't, grow up having a tree yeah. now i like have a tree i have a tree at the first time at like 30 yeah so i'm now i'm like oh super judgmental of all the trees and i'm like this tree is super tacky it's like gross and i'm like <laughs> we can't like- have right where i'm now editing the holiday right i like come in i'm like the worst version of anyone you could imagine coming to your 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 holiday that's so funny and just being like this is tacky. Yeah. We need to redo your whole thing, even though I've just, it's my first year here. Do you do rainbow lights or do you do white lights? We do white lights. Oh my God. I mean, rainbow lights rainbow knock light, you down two pegs. Are on you the, out on of your scale. mind with rainbow lights? Maybe if you're like a little kid, you like rainbow lights. It just like, it has. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I'm into classy Christmas. Me too. You know? White lights. I mean, I always, that's just the one thing I promised myself. I was like, if you were ever woke up and were a Christian, you would put your tree in white lights. Right. You're like, I would have the most elegant Christmas setup. That's None what of that blow up reindeer bullshit. Yeah. During the month of December, <laughs> we don't have trees. We're like, ah, this is a tacky tree. Yeah. I mean, and some people over ornament. Mm-hmm. Not Coco get, Chanel, take one accessory off. Honey. Don't be putting out reindeer. Like, no. let's relax. Relax. Let's keep it, keep it simple. Keep it white lights. I mean, Hanukkah is the festival of lights. They really stole the light thing from us. Thank we should you for be, saying that. We should be in the light game. Yeah. Right? I, I wish we were in the light game. It's the festival. It's, it's called, the festival literally called the festival Where of lights. Where are our lights? Where are our fucking lights? That's why I go for the, like a bluer theme to just you know oh, sneak so it in there. I love that. Yeah. He doesn't even know. I You're don't like think beginning he, to I don't infiltrate. Think he's, I don't think he's even realized. But the, by the time this, also the amount of presents is absurd. Oh, yeah. It's like completely insane. It's, it's hard- completely unnecessary. By the way, people posting their presents on Instagram. Tacky. Tacky. Hate it. Open it in private. Don't ever open a present on Instagram. What is this? My super sweet 16. <laughs> so awful i totally I agree. agree with you okay the sorry. reveal no the don't reveal. be no don't be sorry because i've been to... waiting to have that conversation with you for five years so the reveal is the idea that one person in the relationship correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. one person in the dynamic you're not yeah. in a relationship yet shares i deleted my dating app or just so you where know they're that, at yeah i'm not dating other people some sort of share of information just saying this is where i'm at right in this in our dating mm-hmm which gives the other person an option to then join them. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Opt-in. Opt-in is what right. you're using, which is yes. hilarious. Opt-in or opt-out. I mean, I don't know if it's... But the, the issue, and you mentioned on this briefly in your episode, is that so many women... Guys, I'm sorry I'm coming after you. Women backslide on this. I Yeah, and I used to do the same thing. So I get it. Yeah. I was like very much not wanting to seem like... 
you know, if you, it's kind of like that beginning scene in Bridesmaids where she's like, I'm not like other girls. Like, I'm not like all like be my boyfriend unless right. you wanted to which case like yeah i'm in <laughs> right? like that's kind of exactly how i right. felt when dating because right. right. i was like this is better than nothing and like i like this guy and like i don't want i want him i want to keep i don't want to scare him away by like right. telling him that i like him yeah which obviously easier said than to do i think the reveal is like much it's like if you're super confident super easy it's definitely harder to do if you know you're like a little scared. It's like yeah. playing all, it's like putting your cards out. Cause then you have the issue with the reveal is that you have to leave if they're not on the same page. And that, that's the part that, that no one the, follows through. That's the issue with the reveal. Yeah. You might have to leave right after the reveal, but before the reveal, you guys have to read the room, like mm -hmm. read the room. If you're seeing this person all the time and the way you're communicating with each other makes you feel good. Do you really need to even do any, like just keep dating them? Yeah. Or unless you want, unless you feel ready to be at that phase. And then I think you can say, like, right. I, I like that. What I like about the reveal is that the reveal doesn't have to be like we're in a relationship. It can be like stating what anything means to you. It could be like, we, like little mini reveals. So it's like, oh, you're asking me to come out with you and your friends. I'm meeting your friends. That's a big deal to me. And then you can see if you like, you just scare oh, them at small points along that's the way. Interesting. Until suddenly they're dating you and they don't even know how it happened. Right. Okay. That, that actually might even be better kind of breadcrumbing them into a relationship. Yes. I remember when I was in college once and this is the epitome. I really feel like I'm like a misogynistic woman hater on this podcast, but I'm kidding half the time. But when I was hooking up with this woman in college, I was hooking up with a woman. She was married. So okay. I, whatever sorry it was a mistake I was where'd young. you meet in college yeah we met in new york because i went okay. to nyu and she oh, was okay she nyu was, was like an adult college experience <laughs> yeah <right>? yeah <laughs> i was like ruining i was like a homewrecker I'm like a senior in college <laughs> wow no it was this woman she was confused about her sexuality she was married to a guy we started hooking up and i remember she was like you know and Listen, we weren't in a relationship. She was married. We were hooking up and we would get drinks, but like, I'm not like meeting her kid. Like she's married. We were, and she's right. like, she was like, are you seeing other people? I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> she's like, you are. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, what are we? I'm like, I think we're your affair. Right. Like we're not, you really, I'm like, oh my God. Like you really want to define this relationship too. Right. You have a relationship that's defined by law. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. It yeah. was just, it, I just had to share it because I thought That's it was like the epitome of this. But, um, so she didn't leave her no, husband. No, she for didn't you. leave her husband. Okay. She's still probably figuring things out. Okay. She's like, I really got to figure this out. <laughs> she's know. figured it out. She's yeah. figured it she's out. She's not I making moves. She's though. like, You've seen other people? I'm like, You're married. That's so funny. Yeah. She wants a girlfriend and a, and a husband. She wanted okay. to feel like secure in her affair. That's really, I mean, it goes to show, I guess. What is it showing us? I guess like <laughs> the nature of like, the inability to be like, I don't know. I feel like I would be the same way. Right. Like you want to lock it in. It's it's like, I think, and Esther Perel talks about this a lot. I just read her book, Mating in Captivity. Amazing. I love her. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's just this idea that when you first are very attracted to someone and it's so thrilling and it, it feels the sort of the height of eroticism mm -hmm. is when there's so much fantasy and you're like, you're, you're falling into like, all your projections right yeah and you have this desire because they're so mysterious and there's so much that you don't know you have this insecurity that you want to like nail it down and yeah. the second you do that the second you define anything you lose it the eroticism begins to yeah. dip because totally. you have the answers and then you expect them to be this 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 and this they can't be everything 
Yeah, and I think she has another book. You should, I don't know if you read it. Tell me. Uh, State of Affairs. State of Affairs. Yeah. All about cheating. Uh huh. And one thing I loved about that that she wrote about like people who like want to leave their spouses for these other people were like they want to leave. You want to leave for the person you're having the affair with, not realize like so you can lock down that. Not realizing that like part of, like big part of the reason you actually like that person is because it's so exciting because it's like because it's not you're not with them because right. it's not locked down. Right. And then once you leave and you go there, you're like, oh, this, you're just as annoying as anyone. You're just as annoying as my wife. Of course. All, all your right. shit comes right back up. Yeah. It's just you get you get to have a sexy amount of distance that you can handle because you're not being that intimate. Exactly. You don't have to fucking smell the bathroom after them. Yeah. You don't have to sleep next to them. You don't have to deal with the stress of life. It's fantasy. And you get the like the high of not knowing if they're going to be there tomorrow. Right. That's of course. super hot. Well, I mean, women statistically, the person I'm having on next is a professor of sexuality at NYU. And I was reading some of the studies she was posting on her social media. She talks about how women are much more have, have a much bigger dip in eroticism during marriage Mm-hmm. As opposed to men, because men, for whatever reason, their sex drives, they're they're like really appeased by consistency, just like really? having sex consistently. Whereas women are looking for like novelty. Okay, I don't know how true that is, but she shared that, and I, I could kind of see that because like I think men, or at least the the stories I hear from men are like, I just want to have sex like this amount. I would be good. She would just blow me this amount. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if men are more likely, though, to cheat, are they? I feel like you th- when you think of a traditional men cheater... Men have to be more likely to cheat. Right? But so that's true. Why don't they just, like, have sex with the woman they're with? It's probably... I don't think they want to have... The women don't want to have sex with them. Is that why they cheat? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I mean, I think because of what we just said. Right. I, I don't know. We should figure this out, though. Ask, ask her who's more likely to cheat, and if that's the case. If it's men, why are they... Not just sleeping with their wives. Right, yeah. Who you assume would be like having sex with them semi-consistently, even if it's like not God, every day. Sex is such a bigger obligation in straight relationships. I'm remembering like yeah. just in this conversation that like men, like they have this whole attitude of like, gotta eat, sleep and fuck. Every day. <laughs> and it's like women don't have this energy at all. Like they have sex drive and they have needs, but they're not, it's not the same thing. Of, like you gotta juice right. the cucumber. It's not like, right. It's not like a need, like a, like a, a need that you can't stop thinking about anything else until you have it. Right. I feel like that's a strictly male thing. Yeah. Oh God. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Tell everyone where, where they can find you and sure. So you can find me. I host the you up podcast with Jared Freed. As we said, I so host good. Oversharing, which is a podcast about all kinds of interpersonal relationships, not just dating with my sister. And you can find those on anywhere you get your podcasts and you can follow me at Jordana Abraham and you can follow Betches at Betches. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was great. So fun. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.